introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Jason Brown here from ClimbingThePocket.com with a little bit of breaking news. The Daily Norseman and the Climbing the Pocket Podcast Network are joining forces to create a one-stop shop for Vikings podcasts delivered to your eardrums daily. This new collection of shows promises to deliver the top independent voices covering the Vikings from every angle. If you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And uh, yeah, we'll see you along for the ride. Have a good one. All right, take two. Uh, the internet tried to hold us down the last go around, but I'm back. I'm here with the man, the grand poobah of Daily Norseman, Mr. Christopher Gates. How you doing, man? How's it going? I'm doing all right, Jason. How are things going over there? Things are going well. Well, uh, let's do this again and try to make it sound like it's the first time for him. Chris, tell uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, yeah, I've been uh, the head writer for Daily Norseman in... Uh, yeah, ever since uh, 2006, actually, in uh, one week, we'll hit our 13-year uh, mark. Uh, in my spare time, I guess, I'm a uh, active-duty member of the uh, United States Air Force. I've been at that for 21 years, and yeah, not uh, not really a whole lot else as far as uh, as far as personal stuff goes, but yeah, there we go. All right, well, 13 years uh, in internet terms is, is a lifetime and then some more, Uh Guess can you can you walk me through the story of uh, you know how DN really came to be and 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 really how you were able to build it into what is uh, you know widely recognized at, at least by uh, by Google results and by uh, just by volume of people I guess that I've interacted with there and other places on the internet the uh, kind of the number one Vikings blog uh, that's out there right now. Well, basically, one day I was kind of looking around the internet for Viking stuff because I was bored. And, you know, that's what people do when they're bored. They bum around the internet and look for stuff. And I actually came across the uh, Chicago Bears SB Nation site, uh, Windy City Gridiron, in my search for uh, Viking stuff. And, you know, this was in the early days of SB Nation where they didn't have very many NFL blogs or anything like that. So, uh, I noticed they didn't have a Vikings blog, so I asked them if they would be interested in uh, me doing that for them and, you know, sent them in a couple of writing samples, and apparently they were impressed enough to bring me on. And like I said, uh, 13 years later, we're still here, and things uh, seem to be going pretty well. Yeah, and so, you know, going back, I guess, to the beginning of, of things at DN, like, what was it like at that point? Were you writing the majority of the articles? Were you able to, to kind of come out the gate and, and build a team pretty quickly? Like, how was it that you were able to really get this thing from, you know, you sending an email to start the Viking site to, to really building up a team and, and getting the quality to the level that it is that, we, uh, that we've that we grown accustomed to really over the, the last few years? Well, for the first couple of years, it was pretty much just me uh, by myself and the, uh, the people writing fan posts. Didn't actually have a real formal staff or anything like that. I uh, had a couple of guys uh, do a little work for us uh, a couple of years in, and uh, we finally got some of our more permanent guys, guys like Eric and Ted. Uh, I think Ted came on just after the uh, 2009 NFC Championship game, and Eric was there uh, slightly before him. I can't remember what the uh, exact date that Eric joined the site as a uh, front page contributor was, but yeah, for the first couple of years, it was just me and, uh, you know, the occasional commenters, obviously not nearly as many as we have right now. But, uh, yeah, it took a little while, but, it, yeah, we finally got ourselves built up into a, 
pretty decent little team. Yeah, and, and, and I guess, you know, going back a little bit, I guess I probably should have asked this uh, already, but did, did you have a, a background in, in writing? Like, what was it that, that brought you into uh, to the blogosphere, as it were? Or what made it, I guess, made you think at that point in time that, hey, I can run a, a Viking site or, or a Vikings blog or, or this will be something that I want to do, given, I mean, you have some other commitments there as an active uh, Air Force member. Yeah. Um, no, writing is just something I've always enjoyed. I mean, I've spent I'd spent a lot of time on uh, message boards and things of that nature during the uh, the early days of the uh, Vikings internet and whatnot. And you know, uh, yeah, I mean, writing is just a passion of mine, and I decided to uh, pursue that and ask if they were interested in uh, in having me fill that role for them. And you no, know, no real formal writing experience like no work for like a newspaper or anything crazy like that uh, prior to uh, starting up the site but yeah it's just a a passion that i uh, wanted to try to pursue and so i took a swing at it and it was successful yeah that's awesome man and and, and you know you mentioned there you know not having the the formal experience and obviously you've been there since the the very beginning when you know bloggers and and blogs and blog bl- the blogosphere as it were did not necessarily get the, the level of respect that it does today. What was it like for you in the beginning, you know, dealing with members of the mainstream media versus maybe now where, you know, your Daily Norseman is, is recognized as, you know, uh, a media outlet. You're getting, you know, access to training camp and, and different things like that. Like, what's that evolution been like? And what's it been like for you to kind of go from outsider to, to someone that, you know, is getting a lot of the same access as, uh, you are the more formally trained people? Well, I mean, First getting started out, I mean, there's there were a lot of people that, you know, you try to email Vikings questions to and ask their opinions and whatnot. And, you know, a lot of them wouldn't, you know, give you the time of day. I mean, I got to I got to give respect to uh, Tom Pelissero, who when we first started was actually the uh, the Vikings beat writer for the Star Tribune, who was basically the one guy I would email questions to and he would uh, respond back and uh yeah, if you notice, whenever we cite one of his uh, stories on the site, we refer to uh, Mr. Pelissero as a uh, close personal friend of the Daily Norseman, uh, Sid Hartman style, kind of. But uh, yeah, I mean, now we, you know, thanks to uh, thanks to Twitter, thanks to the Internet, thanks to whatever else, we can talk back and forth with the uh, the beat writers and, you know, the other media people that are associated with the team and. Yeah, I, I think it has gotten uh, a lot better over the years in terms of uh, the amount of respect that's being shown, not just from us to them, but from them to us as well. Because we've 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 been able to do the things like go to training camp, go to cover the draft, and things of that nature. And you know, it, it's a lot more of an even footing now than it was when we started back in two thousand six. So yeah, the, the changes over the years have been pretty significant. Yeah, man, and and like you said, you've done a lot over these uh, these thirteen years here. Uh, what moment stands out for you as as you know either the most awesome or maybe most starstruck you were, or just like really the most poignant memory that that really stands out for you? Uh, you know, kind of in your role as a, as a member of the Daily Norseman. I mean, I think the big one for us was probably when the uh, stadium debates were happening because I think we kind of made ourselves pretty outspoken for the most part about our support for the uh, stadium. And, you know, we'd have times, I mean, I remember the, uh, the day the stadium bill got passed and we still weren't a huge site or anything like that, but 
you know, we we would embed the uh, the video feeds from the uh, Minnesota legislature and watch people talk about what the uh, what the different uh, aspects of the policies were and stuff like that. And I think the uh, the day the stadium bill got passed, uh, it took until about uh, one in the morning central time on whatever day it was. But we were checking our traffic index and even at one o'clock in the morning, there were like five or six hundred people on the site at one time, just basically watching uh, people debate policy, uh, hoping that uh, they would decide that the stadium would get built and that the Vikings would stay in Minnesota. And, you know, I, I think that was kind of the time that we discovered that we had really kind of found our spot. And yeah, over the years since then, it's just gotten significantly bigger. But, you know, our, our ability to have brought that many people together for a sort of common cause like that. I, th I think that was when uh, we discovered that we had finally uh, turned this into something bigger than what we thought it could be. Yeah, and and and, and that was a, an interesting time, and, and I'm glad you brought it up because it was a time that I kind of slipped my mind a little bit because I forgot how contentious it did actually get with uh, you know in the comment section of basically any article that was written about the stadium <laughs> and 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 both sides just how passionate they were about that. Outside of that, the the stadium, you know, debate. What other times, I guess, from your from your time, from your experience, would you say were the most contentious periods in in, in Vikings internet history, uh, as told by the uh, the fan post and comment section on Daily Norseman? Oh, I I think uh, we would definitely have to go back to the uh, the great quarterback debates of uh, Christian Ponder versus Joe Webb for those. Uh, for those couple of seasons they were on the roster together. I mean, I, I was basically the last uh, Christian Ponder supporter backer uh, in Vikings land. I just wanted him to be successful so bad because, you know, during the time I've been a Vikings fan, the, the Vikings had only taken one real shot at a uh, franchise quarterback before that with Dante Culpepper. And I thought he was kind of going in the right direction until his injury and everything that happened with that. And yeah, I, I just wanted the Vikings to have such a, a, to be able to grow their own quarterback basically, rather than having to go with stop gaps all the time. But yeah, you, you had your Ponder supporters, you had your Joe Webb supporters and uh, yeah, there was not a lot of crossover between the, uh, the two sides for the most part. So uh, yeah, things, uh, things got, a little ugly there at times but uh yeah I, I think that that's just about as bad as it's gotten over the years which is actually pretty good i think so you you said something pretty interesting there which uh i'm, I'm going to use as, as my way into what is now our, our contentious topic du jour on uh on twitter or or you know daily norseman or really anywhere anyone's talking vikings you mentioned Kind of going from you know that homegrown guy in in Christian Ponder and wanting to see that, uh, wanting to see that you know work or happen, um, versus you know always having to go out and maybe overpay for you know whatever the free agent guy was or end up with someone maybe that we didn't love all that much. Uh, what are your thoughts or what's your general take on the Kirk Cousins experience? Obviously, you know we we know what the money is, we know what year one looked like. What were your thoughts when the move was made? What are your thoughts after one season? And what are your expectations as we kind of roll things forward into uh, into year two of of, uh, of of this quarterback that we had to go out and, and, and spend to bring in? 
Well, I mean, by the time the Vikings actually finally got around to signing Kirk Cousins, there really weren't any other options left because, I mean, by the time Viking, Vikings and Cousins agreed to their deal, uh, Case Keenum had already signed somewhere else. Uh, Sam Bradford had already signed somewhere else. And I'm not sure if uh, Teddy Bridgewater had already signed his contract with the, the Jets at that point. He may have. But, uh, yeah, if the if the Vikings would have signed Cousins at that point, I'm not sure what they would have done at quarterback. But, uh, you know, obviously, like, like we've said, when you're in a situation like the Vikings are in, you uh you have to overpay for quarterbacks when you can't develop your own and get uh, get one on a cheap contract for a few years like some teams we've seen have recently. You know, obviously the first year was a disappointment uh, watching uh, Cousins kind of come up small in some of the bigger games, especially in Week 17. But you know, I, I think he's still a solid quarterback. Uh, I think that this team does get to the playoffs this season as they should. Uh, with the uh, the level of talent they have. And I do think Cousins is going to be better this season just because uh, I, I think the offense that they're going to be bringing in and the uh, the improvements on the offensive line are going to be very beneficial for him. So uh, hopefully we'll see that come to fruition here in uh, 2019. Yeah, and I think the, the Cousins debate was uh, was an interesting one because it kind of became a Rorschach test for uh, test, excuse me, for for people there. And I guess it, it, it's my ne- leads me to my next question for you is when you're thinking about quarterback evaluation, what are the things you're looking at? Because you mentioned Cousins, you know, coming up small and in, in big moments, and that obviously making you feel one way about him. But then obviously, you know, his supporters will point to kind of his volume numbers and and some of the things that you know on the surface make him look like he is a a, 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 as you said, a, a very solid quarterback. So which way do you lean with things when you're kind of evaluating who you would want to be your quarterback if you could just pick any of them from the NFL? I mean, I, I would like to see my quarterback, you know, when you get into late game situations where you absolutely need a, a completion, whether it's uh, trying to run out clock or whatever it is the case may be. Uh, I, When you have the confidence that they're going to make that they're going to make that throw or make that play or do whatever it is they need to do. And the Vikings really haven't had that uh, in recent history. I mean, they had a little bit of that with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the few opportunities that he got uh, before his injury. But uh, yeah, uh, it's really difficult to measure clutch, I guess. But uh, I, I think that uh, that's something we definitely need to see a little more of uh, out of Kirk Cousins this year and not just resign ourselves to the fact that uh, if it's a close game late in the fourth quarter, we're, uh, we're going to be setting ourselves up for disappointment. I would like to see, uh, I would like to see him uh, come up a little bigger in some of those like game situations this year. Yeah. And, and, and how soon do you think the chatter starts about, uh, whether we, we try to extend him or not? Or do you think just based on the way that Kirk Cousins has handled, or I guess Kirk Cousins and his agent have handled his finances to date, that uh, they would even entertain a an extension before the guaranteed money runs out? I, it's difficult to say. I mean, I it's tough to gauge things off of the way the, uh, the Washington front office runs things because I'm not sure if anyone in that franchise has any idea what they're doing for the most part. But uh, yeah, they... It, it's tough to say it's going to largely be determined on uh, what happens this year, I think, because, 
you know, if Cousins has a solid season this year and the Vikings get back into the postseason and perhaps make a postseason run, then I think they'll definitely entertain the possibility. But if we have another disappointing season uh, in 2019, uh, the quarterback class in this upcoming draft is uh, likely going to be pretty loaded uh, from everything I've read about it so far. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see the Vikings use their first round pick on a quarterback and let Cousins play out the last year of his contract while the uh, younger guy kind of sits on the bench and wears the uh, the ball cap and carries the clipboard. And, you know, once a cousin contract runs out, they kind of free themselves from that big cap hit and turn it over to the younger guy. But yeah, if Cousins proves himself worthy in 2019, we're going to be uh, keeping an eye on how the Vikings handle it. Oh man, that would be uh, those. Are, those would be dark times in the comments if they did go and draft someone, and then uh, and Kirk Cousins was still riding it out. That might take us back to the uh, the Christian Ponder Joe Webb days, right there. Oh, I think it would. Yeah, most uh, most definitely, it would. Uh, it would get a little ugly, but then uh, yeah, once uh, once Cousins was gone, I think it would work uh, work itself out a little bit. Absolutely, absolutely. I guess one 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 final question for you here before before I let you you get back to your evening. <laughs> Is uh, after all these years, as we've kind of covered here, you know, 13 years is a lifetime and then some uh, to be doing anything, but to be managing a blog and dealing with, you know, the passion, it will be the way that I put it, of fans on, on <laughs> all sides of every issue. What is it that keeps you passionate about doing this day in and day out and, and, and keeps you out there writing and, and keeping this community as, uh, as one of the most thriving ones, uh, you know, on the Internet? I mean, I just really, really like Vikings football, I guess. I mean, that's the, the big part of it. I mean, if, if there ever comes a point in time where I'm just not interested in Vikings football anymore, then, you know, it, it would probably be the end of my time running uh, DN. It would probably go on to someone else. But, you know, I, I've been a fan of the Vikings since, you know, the mid-80s when I was first old enough to actually understand what was going on on the uh, the football field. And, you know, this is just something that I'm passionate about doing. And, you know, the, the rest of us on the staff are passionate about it. And, you know, that comes through in what we do and how we write and uh, how we uh, see ourselves and things of that nature. So, yeah, I, I mean, as long as I'm a passionate fan of the Minnesota Vikings and as long as uh, SB Nation will continue to have me around, uh, I – uh, don't foresee myself uh, going anywhere. So, yeah, hopefully uh, that will be the case uh, going. Oh well, for I the, am uh, absolutely looking future. forward to it, and I guess I will end this uh, by saying, uh, looking forward to being part of the family. Looking forward to uh, bringing CTP into the fold to, uh, to to launch the the podcast network for DN. This will be either the first or second, or might just make them one episode. Have you? Have Eric? And, uh, yeah, we'll be launching this thing on DN here in about a week and uh, super excited about it. So, uh, Christopher, thank you so much for, for making time. I know we had to reschedule a um, couple times here just due to things going on with me. So thank you for being flexible. Thank you for coming on and looking forward to working with you here in the future. And, uh, yeah, being a part of a, a brand that really was my introduction into uh, you know the Vikings and the, I guess, the non-mainstream media. So thank you for that. Well, not a problem. We are very much looking forward to having uh, you guys as part of our uh, part of our site, part of our network, part of the uh, the family as well. Uh, between uh, climbing the pocket, uh, the Good Morning Gallahorn folks, and uh, the rest of the shows on the uh, the CTP network, uh, we are 
yeah, looking forward to uh, you guys coming in and, you know, bringing to a potentially a whole new audience, the, uh, the level of talent you guys have and the, uh, the different uh, perspectives and shows that you all put together. So yeah, we, uh, we are definitely looking forward to it and we are happy that we could finally uh, make it work out to get you folks in here with us. Awesome, man. We're looking forward to it again. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for coming on tonight. And uh, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to, to creating bigger and better with you as we move forward here. So uh, have a good night. And uh, listeners, yeah, we will uh, we'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks, man.